it's the next level. Hmm? Ah! Oh. You son of a bitch! There wasn't ever gonna be no vote. But... Wasn't it nice? Being nice? You tricked me into being decent? That's gotta be the lamest cons in the history of cons. Wasn't a con, dude. If you're gonna be our temporary leader, you need to do some damage control. Leader? What the hell are you smoking? Jack's gone, Locke's gone, Kane Saeed. You're all we got. Paolo and Nikki died. We all look to you. Then again, you totally tried to steal the diamonds, but we wanted to look to you. Look around. You made everyone happy. Just for today, they can eat boar, laugh, and forget that they're totally screwed. And you did that for him, dude. You. What if I don't want to be the leader? Yeah, well, I don't think Jack wanted it either. Sucks for you, dude. Welcome to another official episode of We Have to Go Back, Lost Revisited, as we are back to continuing our journey into the third season of the series. I am one of your hosts, Ben. And I'm Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) How long do I pause before I realize that I have to go on? (laughs) I don't know. I think it changes Uh, every episode. I know. Well, you know, it is what it is. This week, we dive deeper into Season 3, this time with Episode 15, Left Behind. Much like all of society as we are <laughs> inside, and we have left behind all of the comforts of everyday life. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fitting that this is the first episode we're back to. At least the title of this episode <laughs> is the first, the first episode we're back to now. Uh, I feel like I've left behind my entire life. Uh, it's kind of how our audience probably felt a little bit, too, with us taking a long break. They felt left behind. So did you... So, okay, I don't know, because you DoorDash, and so you're in your car, and you get to leave a lot. But for me, I've noticed that my house seems smaller and smaller every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I, I, I used to think that I had a pretty nice big house. And the other day, I'm looking at it going... Man, we live in like cramped quarters. Like, what is happening? And then I realized there's too many people and animals in this house for too long. <laughs> well, I think I think another keen observation of it too would be just as we were prepping for this, we were we were talking a little bit about uh, Les Misérables, and you asked you you asked your husband a question about it, and he answered, and I heard him, and you're like, you heard him? He's like on the other side of the house. <laughs> Which apparently we live in one room now. So, <laughs> speaking of, if you do hear a rogue voice in the background, it's homeschooling. It's not going well. And you know what? Again, it's something I mentioned earlier. It's everybody's home 
quarantined right now with the stay at home, you know, directives that are in place. Yeah. So if if you hear background noises, whether it's like your kids in the background doing stuff or my cats running around because they're the only other ones here besides me, yeah. um, you know, just kind of let it go and be kind. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's going to happen probably for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, be, be prepared to uh, to hear it and to just ignore it. I, I certainly have learned how to tune it out. <laughs> uh, I don't. And, you know, what's funny is I don't know what's worse. Um, you know, my <clears throat> you know, my partner and I have been talking about this, you know, Brianna and and, um, you know, like you are in the similar situation that she's in and that you are home with your family. So you have other people in the house and that can be great at times. And then other times it's like, OK, there's too many people. I don't have a place to go. Or there's the opposite side of it where there's somebody like me who is literally dealing with this by myself. You know, I it's just me and my cats. <laughs> you know, You're so a cat gentleman. <laughs> a cat gentleman. So That's you, what Dave calls you a cat gentleman. I know, but you know, so <laughs> I accept it, it's fine. You know, so I mean, which is worse and which is better? I mean, you know I you know, I don't know what it is, but you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Um, I, th I think that there's pros and cons to both. And I think that no matter what, as long as we're finding ways individually or as a family um, to take this time to either better our life, better ourselves, better others. Um, you know, you were saying earlier before we started recording that um, and I think we touched on this last week is that there is a creativity boom right now and it will probably last for a while after this because a lot of people, they're too busy to think they're too busy to do stuff that is creative because people think that they have to be doing something else. And now that we're forced inside, we get to do stuff that we've always wanted to do. Lots of people are baking or doing art or watching shows that they always wanted to watch or reading books that they always wanted to watch. I'm finally reading and I'm about halfway through The Alchemist. I have picked up that book for five years and started it and then saw something shiny and left it behind. And this morning I spent an hour reading that book and it was awesome. And I'm probably going to finish it today because it's so good. Who, who, so who it's is good. It, it, who, who wrote it? I don't know. <laughs> Paolo, Paolo Sierra Lolo or something. I don't know. It's like a really famous book, the alchemist. It's like this little book. It used to be on the band book list. Way uh, back when. Oh, okay. A friend of mine gave it gave it to me five years ago and said, it's a quick read. You'll love it. I loved it. I read it on the plane. And uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it, you're right. It's, you know, people are starting to do things they've been meaning to do for a while. I, you know, there's a book that I have um, that I've been wanting to read for a while and I finally broke it out to read it. I haven't started it yet, but I'm, I plan to. Um and I think it's almost because I'm intimidated by the author because um, the author is Neil deGrasse Tyson. So, uh, you know, well, I, then don't read that. <laughs> well, this is a book that he wrote specifically for people that are intimidated by, um, you know, readings of, of his, of astrophysics, um, astrophysics and things like that. So <clears throat> this is um, 
Oh God, it's uh, what is it called? I'm reaching for it. Sorry. <laughs> Naga, Naga, not gonna read it. No, it's 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 a called Letters from an Astrophysicist, and that's all it is. It's a series of letters that people have sent him asking him questions, and okay. and and him. Oh, I've heard about that book. Yeah, and him, you know, just giving the best, most layman answers to those questions. So the best advice that I ever received was recently, um, uh, my neighbor, who is a good friend of mine, um, and I were talking last year about reading and how we both are huge, avid readers, but we just fell out of it. You know, you, you start to raise a family, you start to get busy and things fall away. And so last year we made this, you know, New Year's resolution separate from each other that we were going to read a book a month. And, um, she had this great philosophy about getting back into reading. And it was, even if it's the dumbest thing in the world, even if it's short, if it's a short story, if it's something you've read before, just read it, read whatever garbage that you possibly can to get yourself reading again, to get your eyes and your brain used to that again. Because if you just go into any book, like a, a big book like that, or, or, you know, a, a I love biographies, um, especially about do, historical American figures. <clears throat> um, if you go right into something like that, you're actually less likely to finish it than if you just read something like a couple comic books or, you know, for me, it was, I just finished Woman in the Window, um, <clears throat> which was good. It was good. It was a, it was a fun read, but it was, I mean, it's a beach read, a pool read. It's not particularly difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um just get your brain into it again. And then the more you do that, the more likely you are to pick up a book than to turn on the television. Well, not only that, but it keeps your brain active. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you know, you're not just sitting down zoning out to a television show, which look, there's nothing wrong with that from time to time. We wouldn't have a podcast. I do that every night. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I do that too. I do it all the time. I, I put on a playlist when I go to bed, just like you do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so and we wouldn't have a podcast if people didn't zone out from television shows. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, so there's nothing wrong with that. But you're right. Every once in a while, get the creative juices flowing. Um, and I think that's why that creative boom is happening. And, you know, even besides the books, I've had a podcast in the works for like two years now, which is like a film analysis podcast, like a film roundtable podcast that I'm finally starting production on because I'm. I feel the need to want to do something more. I feel the need to want to do something creative with it. Yeah, and I picked up my crochet hook for the very first time in a couple of years, uh, like three days ago. Animal Crossing doesn't help. I really want that game. <laughs> I, I literally, I, I text you um, when you text me this morning, like, "Hey, almost ready," and I text you back saying, "Like, yeah, get, I'll be on in like five minutes." You I were- was. I you was were harvesting turnips, weren't you? I, no, I wasn't harvesting turnips, but I was like banging rocks in my on my island. So <laughs> I, I legit was on Animal Crossing when you text me <laughs> text me this morning. Uh, but let's jump into it. Let's uh, let's discuss so, this episode. Oh, are we are we supposed to be talking about something completely different? <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be talking about Lost. Um, <clears throat> so so let's do that. 
Um, I know we ordinarily, before we took the break, we would do Lost and then we'd do the Manifest Minutes. Manifest is over now. The season has ended. Um, and I think you still need to get caught up. So Yes, I do. We're going to do a one-off episode of that probably in a couple weeks where we'll just recap the rest of the season. Um, so no Manifest Minutes going forward um, on the podcast. We're just going to talk about Lost and then do like our weekly recommendations. I'm looking forward to the recommendations part because we've both checked out a lot of stuff both over the course of the time that we weren't recording and even more so now with these quarantines in effect. So I think both of us are going to have quite a few recommendations for the next couple, enough recommendations to keep us busy for the next couple of weeks. At least I would sure. think so. I might be totally off on that. Maybe. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. Let's jump into the episode. Season three, episode 15, Left Behind. This is a Kate flashback episode. Uh, as I usually do, I'm going to turn it over to you. Where do you want to start with the conversation on this? Um. So let's, let's start with Kate. Let's start with... Um... I love this episode and how it really, I mean, this, the show was so long ago and I love that even, you know, a decade ago, more than a decade ago at this point, I guess, um, we have that thematic, the sisterhood is real, uh, element to this episode. Um, Cassidy and Kate go through something very, um, you know they 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 bond uh and even kate and juliet they have some sort of a bond that happens now they're both very different right you have one in the flashback where you know kate kate and cassidy are kind of kindred spirits and they're going um they're i have no words right now and they're going <laughs> i'm so sorry and quarantine is screwing with my brain but uh Kate and Cassidy are are kind of have like this one mission. They've both been hurt. They've both been um, uh, burned by people that they love. Uh, you know, Kate's mother says you can't help who you love. And I was really, really thinking that maybe Kate was going to tell that to Cassidy when Cassidy revealed that she was pregnant and that she still loved him. I was, I, I was waiting for that line to circle back and it never did which was interesting that kate could have maybe calmed cassidy a little bit by saying you can't help who you love um because she was so conflicted by it cassidy was just so upset that she's pregnant with this baby she still loves a man that burned her and she's still so broken up about it and it's so funny because you know we know that it was sawyer yeah. And then you flash forward and it's Kate and Juliet and they're both like at odds. They're at odds with each other instead of bonded. Right. And it seems to be that because they both kind of like Jack or they're both protective of Jack or something like that. So it's interesting, the dynamic still uh, of how Kate is conflicted by Jack and Sawyer. And it's and that story is kind of told through two female relationships that she um has had and is currently having well <clears throat> there's an interesting dynamic that i noticed there's a lot of interesting dynamics in this episode whether it be <clears throat> excuse me kate and cassidy kate and juliet uh we, we definitely have to talk about the hurley and sawyer 
uh, dynamic that happened in we're this episode. We're not there yet. I know. <clears throat> I said we we definitely have to. So we're to. talking about the ladies right now. All right. Um, but no, there's a very interesting thing that I, I noticed this time around watching this episode with Kate and, and Cassidy in that there's an interesting moment where, you know, Cassidy turns to Kate and says, you know, why did you choose the name Lucy? And, you know, there's a little bit of a lesson that Cassidy gives to Kate in that moment. And I find it very, very interesting that in many, many ways, and because of that particular moment, Kate is actually part of, Kate is actually the person she is because of Sawyer, indirectly. Sawyer is the one that taught Cassidy, and Cassidy is the person she is now because of everything she went through with Sawyer and everything she learned from Sawyer, whether it be good or bad. And then now you have this return moment. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm flimmy. Um, you know, where Cassidy is kind of imparting her wisdom onto Kate, which is forming the character that Kate is going to become by the time she's on the island. And that indirectly is because of Sawyer, who is somebody she has yet to even meet. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just the whole, the whole, you know, kind of connected part of of the show and of these people on the plane. It's you know that they've all been somehow connected with each other at one point or another, through either directly, indirectly, or through other people. Um, you know, and we've seen that throughout the entire series. This one is especially cool because it's um somebody it's two people that will eventually love the same man um and what's really interesting is that kate knows something about sawyer that she doesn't know that she knows about sawyer and sawyer never knew anyways Mm -hmm. sawyer has a kid a daughter yeah yeah um and that is that's significant, especially since he almost got he almost got off that island at one point. He could have had a chance to meet his daughter, but as we know, Sawyer's, Sawyer never does leave the island ever again. Wait. So yeah. it's interesting. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He gets off in the end. <clears throat> He's one of the people that gets off the island at the end. No. Sawyer? Sawyer, Sawyer never... Gets off the island. I'm pretty sure he's in that plane at the end. He jumps out of the helicopter. No, at the very end of the series, when that plan, when that plane leaves the island and Jack is left behind, Hurley is left behind, Sawyer is on that plane. He he died in the incident. What? No, he did not. <laughs> I okay. I'm pretty sure we're at odds on this one. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost confident Sawyer survives. Um, Juliet dies. Yes, thank you. I'm like, what are you talking? I'm like, Sawyer is one of your- I thought they both died. I thought they both died. No, I'm like, Sawyer is like one of your favorite characters. I'm like, how could you not know he survived? Because it's been years, man. It's been years. (laughs) I'm like, yes, yes. In the series finale, James escapes the island on the plane. I just read it. All right. All right. (laughs) 
All right. <clears throat> so now that we've we've got. Meanwhile, Des Des is screaming in his <laughs> in his uh, car. I know. Oh, I can't wait to hear the voicemail and the email from this one. Um. Listen, I'm not all there right now. Okay? It's it's quarantine brain. It's fine. I only I I just I really miss doing this podcast. <laughs> so I said, let's let's start back up. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're easing back into things. Are we? Uh, or are we just kind of feeling our way through this? I mean, I, you know. <laughs> eh, it's it's a little column A, a little column B. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, look, if, if, if we're going to stick with the Kate story, I, first of all, the fact that Locke left her was BS. Um. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go now, but I'll see ya. Bye. Well, I think it's. I think what's really intriguing about that scene too is that you know he says like, I you know I put in, a, I was gonna put in a good word for you, but then they told me what you did, and that really, in all honesty, could mean anything. Like it could mean what she did on the island that he didn't know about. It could be what she did in her previous life that he didn't know about because the others know everything that she did before she was ever on that island. Yeah. But see, here's the thing is that Locke's whole thing since he got on the island was that the island gave you a new beginning that you could be whoever you wanted once you were on the island. And so if it has to do with anything that she did before she got on that island, then he's he's a hypocrite hypocrite. Yep. So the only thing that it could be is that she slept with Sawyer, which is a none of his business and b nothing he'd be interested in as John Locke. True. So, so what is he talking about? Are are we real? Um, it, it's such a departure from his character that he would leave her behind. That it just it still doesn't sit right with me. I mean, we also don't know whether and he left Saeed <laughs> behind and he left Jack behind. Like he left everybody behind and I get it. He was there on his own mission to do his own thing on his own agenda, whatever. But I, I just leave it. What he said to Kate just wasn't right. Well, let's not forget to <clears throat> Locke's mind. Locke's mindset totally changed the moment he was introduced to the man from Tallahassee. You know, the moment that his father appeared in front of him, his entire method of what he was doing changed. He had completely new goals. That doesn't excuse what he did to Kate, because you're right. What he did to Kate, what he did to everybody, leaving everybody behind and just going off with Ben, is kind of inexcusable. Like, what is your purpose behind that other than it's it's self-driven? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't excuse what he did, but his mindset is completely changed now from what we've known um, of Locke before this point. And this actually, you know, when I talk about interesting dynamics of different, of characters, this is the very beginning. This is the seed of the John and Ben dynamic that we get to know throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. This is the, that, this is that, the moment that Ben put the man from Tallahassee in front of him, AKA his father, that was the seed that was planted. For the re- for that dynamic, which I love that dynamic. Those two characters together are two of my favorite pairings of the series going forward. But we're not to that point yet. No, I understand what you're saying. I do. I understand what you're saying. But I also just... 
everything that we know about Locke, that's not what he he did. He did Kate dirty. I agree. I completely agree. You know, because you're right. If if what he was judging Kate on was what happened before she was on that island, then you're right. John Locke is a hypocrite. He is a huge hypocrite because he said, as you mentioned, anything who you were before the island doesn't matter. Everybody got a fresh start. So to judge her on her actions is is hypocritical. Especially when he doesn't realize like why she did what she did. Although what happened to her high school boyfriend was 100% on her. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, what happened to her stepfather was 100% on her too. Yeah, but that was for that was for uh, different reasons. I, I it, she was trying to save her father from an abusive um alcoholic man. I mean, at least at least it came from from a spot of of love. What what happened with her high school boyfriend was just it was tragic, but it was 100% on Kate. Oh, yeah. She should have never gotten him involved. She should have never gone back to see her mom. Um, it just, not, none of it, none of it ever should have happened. Can we talk about, um, while we're still talking about Kate and, and everything that's going on, I want to go back to that point you you made about how you know, when it came to her stepfather, she did that to, for her mom because her mom was in that abusive, you know, alcoholic relationship. There's that moment. And I love when you get to see, because there's always those comparisons. For the most part, every episode, there's a reason for the flashbacks. The flashbacks mm -hmm. some way parallel something that is happening on the island. Uh -huh. and, and this time it came a little late, but it happened. And it's that moment at the end of the episode after everybody's been rescued from the uh, from the camp, you know, when Juliet and Kate go back to the camp and they find Jack. There's that moment where Kate breaks down with Jack and apologizes for costing him his ride home and mm -hmm. everything. That's the parallel right there. That's the moment that Kate realizes exactly what her mom told her is true and that she does for herself more than she does for others. Hmm. Because, yeah. because there's that moment where, you know, she confronts her mom in the bathroom of the diner, thanks to Cassidy's help. And, you know, her mom tells her, like, regardless of what kind of relationship I was in, I loved that man. You, I didn't ask you to do this. You did this because you wanted to do this and you cost me something. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened with Kate going to rescue Jack against Jack's will. Is it cost him his opportunity to get home? You're right. That's an excellent, excellent point. You know, I didn't even I, I did not make that at all. So that I, I was trying to find the connect. So thank you, because that that's an <clears throat> excellent point. Yeah, that's the parallel of the flashbacks this episode to the present day of the of the island is that Kate breaks down because she realizes what her mother told her was right. And she does for herself more than she does for others. Uh, and it's interesting because I think that Cassidy was kind of the opposite is that Cassidy thought about everybody else before she thought about herself. She didn't want to turn in Sawyer because that wouldn't have been beneficial for her unborn child. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, she wanted to help Kate because she had been wronged and she didn't know how, how to fix fix it 
for herself. So she wanted to help someone else fix it. And she went and almost she got arrested by by federal agents for for a woman she didn't even know. Yeah. So it it shows the type of person that Cassidy was versus the kind of person that Kate is. Mm-hmm. Um and that selfishness, it's 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 interesting that you that you mention it because that selfishness is highlighted frequently through the series, but Kate's just such a strong character that it's often missed, I think. I think it's often missed. And, and against Juliet, too, because Juliet even thinks about others before she thinks about herself. I mean, she had a chance to get off that island, and she chose to help Jack instead of get off the island. She knew what it was going to cost her to go against Ben and, and, and to do what she did, and yet she still did it. Yeah. By the way, let, what are they feeding the others? Because whatever it is turns them into total badasses. That that opening moment where Juliet flips Kate, I'm like, Jesus, like first Ethan is like super strong and now Juliet's a total badass. Like the- uh, that fight in the jungle was awesome. Yeah, that fight in the jungle was amazing. You know, so like what what the hell were the others eating? Like what was in that Dharma food? Well, you know, it was from the 70s or, you know, before before preservatives, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're uh, all getting cancer because of cheese whiz in the 80s. <laughs> so there are two flashbacks. Um, actually, I don't want to call them flashbacks because they're not flashbacks. There are two callbacks to season one in this episode. And I'm wondering if you caught either one of them. Probably not. Okay. Uh, one of them I'll, I'll save it's for- It's been a while and I have quarantine brain. <laughs> That's true. One of them I'll, I'll save for for when we're talking about um, more about Juliet and Kate. Um, but one of them is actually in that moment where Kate and her mother are in the bathroom talking. Mm. At the end of that conversation, Kate or Kate's mom says to her, because you're my daughter, I'm not going to tell the two agents standing at the table that are watching me that you're here. But mm-hmm. keep in mind, the next time I see you, I will not hesitate to call for help, to scream and for that's help. The, that's the first thing that she did when she saw her again. Exactly. Right. She, it, she didn't even say hi. Nope. She, help. Yep. The moment. <laughs> she, she fulfilled that promise. In season one, when Kate goes to visit her mother in the hospital, the first thing her mother does is scream, is try to scream for help. And her mom lived up to her word. So that was the first callback to to uh, a moment in season one. The other one is not as noticeable as that one, but I, I find it interesting. Um, and I'll, I'll just bring it up now because it'll lead us into the discussion of, of Kate and Juliet a little bit more. In the room where Kate was being held, so the rec room or whatever that was of the, the camp, there's a game in the background. The game is Mousetrap, which, if you remember, in one of the John Locke flashbacks, the one where he meets his mother, he's putting together and explaining the rules of Mousetrap to the kid in the toy store that he worked. Yep. Which I find is very interesting because that is basically a game that Juliet is playing with Kate. She is, they're they're playing a game of cat and mouse a little bit in that Juliet had the key on her the whole time. 
she knew, Juliet knew exactly what she was doing. It might not be mousetrap per se, but Juliet was totally playing a game with Kate the whole time. Of course. Look, of course she was. I, I that that's 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 a very good point. I I I just love it that you know Juliet is just such a liar. What was that? What was that? I'm scared. I've lived here for three years. I don't know what that is. Get on the other side of the fence, bitch. That's where you want to be. <laughs> They're covered in mud. Oh, that that's another thing. They're at the campground. Why weren't they just why wouldn't they just shower and grab some clothes before leaving? Why are they leaving in their cake their their mudded caked on clothes? They probably just wanted to get out of there as fast as no, possible and get back to no camp. Way. I need a shower. That that was a <laughs> lot of mud. That was a lot of mud. That wasn't like I just got sprayed or I fell down. They fell into a pool of mud. It looked like chili. <laughs> it might be where Dharma gets their chili from. It looked like Kevin ah! filled his chili all over Juliet and Kate. <laughs> oh, thank you for the Brian Brumgardner reference. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love office references when we get them in. Um, <clears throat> no, I yeah, you're right. I just, for some reason, I just didn't think of that when I was watching the episode. I'm like, why would they not shower? I'm just thinking to myself, it's it's so funny because I'm, I'm looking at it going, what, why are you guys leaving? <laughs> You're leaving behind running water. You're leaving behind a whole compound. Like, move everybody into this area. Have, like, some scouts go and get everybody and say, hey, we found a home. Let's all go. They left. I mean, claim it. Pee all over it. That, that's <laughs> yours now. Kitchens and lights and stoves and food and and it has a big gate that keeps the smoke monster away. Like live happily ever after. The end. You did it. Well, I think one of the other very interesting things to to kind of point out is, you know, up until this point, the the smoke monster and the Dharma Initiative, or the others rather, have been two kind of separate entities. And as viewers, we kind of had that instinct of like, hey, maybe one is in charge of the other is the smoke monster part of like the others like is it a a weapon of the others or whatever and in this moment in this episode we realize like no these are two completely separate things the others have this fence to protect themselves from this thing too so now we're getting a better understanding kind of that they have nothing to do with one another. Like they're probably mm -hmm. just as as afraid of this thing as the as the Losties are. I mean, and that's a big indicator. Like with Julia and that fence and the sonic fence. Like obviously, she knew what this thing was. She's seen it before. She knew the fence protected them from it, which is why she told Kate, "You might want to be on this side." And then I love it that she looks at it, looks at Kate, and she's like, "Okay, we don't know what it is, but we know that they don't like the fences." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's a mystery that's kind of been out there up until this point, and now it's kind of like, no, they're just as afraid of this thing as as the others are, or as the Losties are. Which, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They just have but, protection. Which from is it. interesting that that Juliet's like, yeah, let's go back to the beach away from this fence. Like, <laughs> none of this makes sense. Like, I want to be on the side of the fence that gets all danger away. And if and if 
the others are gone and the fence is turned on, like they're not coming back. Yeah, that's, that's that's such a great point. Like, why would you not just like if you know they're gone? Why would you not just say like, all right, look, let's one of us go back to the camp and get everyone, and we're going back to this village. I mean, especially since they all moved to like the water caves when Jack's like, I found a water cave. Everybody's moving back to the water caves. Okay, you just found a whole community full of first world pleasures and comforts, and you're going to go back to the beach? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I... Uh, I think it's time to bring back an oldie but a goodie. Jack is the worst well okay i'm i'm gonna kind of i'm <laughs> i'm i'm our audience is gonna love that um i'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate on that one a little bit because and this is again we we didn't mention it at the top of the podcast so if you're new to the podcast we apologize this is a spoiler full podcast we're going to talk about things that happen in the future of the series this is a uh, re- well this yeah, is a re- we already yeah we killed that we did to, in mentioning that Sawyer survives, we, yeah. we talked we killed about that. that bad, and Juliet died in a hole. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate to that a little bit because we do know for well, as viewers of the series before, one of the things we have to remember is that Juliet is kind of playing both sides. She was left behind, but she was left behind by Ben for a reason. She's supposed to infiltrate them as a spy. Um. To let you know, to let Ben know, she's supposed to pass messages on. So there's a part of me that wants to believe that they're going back to the beach because Juliet put that idea in Jack's head that that's where they needed to go because mm. that's where they that's where Ben needs them to be because that's all part of Ben's plan. Because Ben is the worst. <laughs> so I think I think again. I don't necessarily think it's totally Jack's fault. He is definitely part of the reason to blame because he's blindly following Juliet. But I think that idea was given to Jack by Juliet. Because otherwise, Ben's plan doesn't work. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I love how you just... All right. It is what it is. It is. It is what it is. I mean, you know, I don't know. It sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. It's it's interesting we've taken such a long break from this and it's kind of building this back up and getting back into it is uh it it's fun, but it's interesting at the same time. I agree. Um so well, how about you? <laughs> well, I mean, I I definitely like I we, I think we covered a lot of the the Kate stuff and the like the Kate and Cassidy, the Kate and Juliet. Um I want to focus a little bit now on Hurley and Sawyer. Yay! <laughs> this was this was the B story of the episode, but this was so much fun to watch because there's a lot of heartwarming moments to this, but I, there's a lot of stuff that I kind of picked up on that I'm like, I think there's more to this than people are kind of picking up. Especially if you've watched this series before and you know how the series ends. I think there's a little bit more to this than what everybody is kind of, you know, thinking about. Because obviously we, there's the biggest part of it is that Sawyer is, is the one person everybody knows is a con man. 
and Hurley totally cons Sawyer. Oh, big time. And it's awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing. He cons Sawyer into becoming a leader, like into stepping into that role that he doesn't want. But also at the same time, nobody else really wanted, Jack never wanted that role. You know, Kate never wanted that role. Sawyer's the next one to kind of step into that role. And Hurley kind of conned him into it. And I thought it was brilliant mm-hmm. telling him that they were going to vote him into exile if he wasn't nicer. So, you know, you right. should be nicer. And what happens is Sawyer's totally nicer. He's he's holding Claire's baby. He's hunting boar. He's giving people fruit and meat. And but he's like genuinely like enjoying himself. He is. And he's got a great heart. And this scene just shines that even more so. We've seen moments of that already in the past. Um, you know, because we've talked about it before, as as hardened as Sawyer likes to come across, he is the same guy that, like, whether he gets along with you or not, if you're on his side, he will lay down his life for you. you Absolutely. Know? Well, and we've seen that. We've seen, yeah. like, uh, Team Raft is, yeah. is the prime example of that. Like, if you're a Sawyer's people then he it, it doesn't matter how mean he is to you. If you're a part of Sawyer's tribe, he will lay down his life for you. That's the best part about him. Yeah. It's one of those, I may not like you, but I respect you kind of things. Yeah. What I love, though, is that he never got son's vote. Yeah. By like, the end. Like, even though there wasn't a vote, <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> he, he was not going to get son's vote by the end of this episode. No, no. She would have voted to, to exile him if there actually was a vote. She just didn't... She, she he, would have led the charge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's some deep-seated issues there. I mean, Sawyer was the one responsible for knocking her out. Oh, she ha- She is well within her right to hate him for the rest of her life. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, so it's... Uh, you know, I, I don't blame her at all for, for being that way. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny because he's like, he's had this really great episode. He hunted a boar. He held a baby. He, you know, he got some goodwill from everybody. He felt really good about himself. Charlie was excited and nice to him. And then he looks over at Sun and gives her a smile. And she's like, no, nah, bitch. Nope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't look at me. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Don't at me, bro. <laughs> so... I, I want to get to that point I made of that there was something deeper to this scene. And so I'm going to do that by posing a question to you. And I don't know if it's a question you thought of or if this is going to be the first time you're thinking of it. We're going to see if it matches my notes about this subplot. Okay. So by the end of this scene, you know, we get the conversation with Hoyer. With Hoyer. <laughs> um, that's their ship name. Um, Hur- <laughs> Hurley telling Sawyer, you know, like, you, you needed to be nice. This was my way of doing it. You know, like Jack didn't want to be leader, but you know, since nobody else is here, your people are going to be looking to you. Here's my question. Who is actually the new real leader here? In it's this Hurley. Situation? It's, it's totally Hurley. Okay. And it's always been Hurley. Yes. That's my note, man. Yeah. That That's my yeah. note too. It's not Sawyer. Hurley is leading this charge. Sawyer is basically his proxy. Hurley 
is trying to make everybody around him better. That's what leaders do. They make everybody around them better for the better of the group. What that's leadership. Yeah. Le- leadership isn't I'm in charge, it's my way or the highway. Leadership is how do I make you better so that we are better? And I think using Sawyer as a I'm prop- not trying to say anything subliminal there at all. <laughs> I think I think Sawyer I think Hurley using Sawyer as his proxy is actually genius because they know people are going to listen to Sawyer more than Hurley. Hurley knows that. He understands it. He's totally fine with it. But it's still his actions flowing through Sawyer. So it's still, in essence, it's Hurley leading the group, but through Sawyer. And I think that is so fantastic. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Absolutely. I'm so glad you had that note too, because as I've like all the times I've watched this episode before, I was always like, "Oh, that's so great! Hurley's helping Sawyer step up and be in charge." And then watching it again this time, I'm like, "Wait a minute! Sawyer's not the leader here. It's Hurley. No, mm-hmm. Hurley is totally the leader of this group now." He also leads, you know, funerals and he knows everybody's names and he makes sure that everybody's taken care of. I mean. That's a leader. People can make decisions, but that doesn't mean that they're the leader. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed completely. Um, you know, so I just it it completely changes a lot of what I think about this series and it makes me understand the finale a little bit better. Because when you look at who's left in charge of the island after everybody leaves, it totally makes sense that that's who was chosen. Because that person has been the deep-seated leader pretty much the entire time. That's because Hurley's the greatest. Hurley is absolutely the greatest. And I would love to talk to Jorge Garcia one day. I really would. He was... I just saw him in a preview for a show. He was on an airplane. (laughs) What? I wouldn't have done that show. I swear, if I were to ever see... it, Yeah, he... Oh, it was for the movie. It was for a movie, uh, The Wrong Missy, I think. The Wrong Missy? I've... Yes. Oh. It's a David Spade movie, and David Spade uh, meets a girl of his dreams, and then he texts. Her name was Missy. He texts uh, this girl, Missy, and they have this great text relationship after this date. And he wants to invite her on a retreat and he invites her and he tells Jorge Garcia on the plane, my dream date's coming, blah, 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 gives her and he gives David Spade a thumbs up. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I just remembered this. I just saw it. I don't know why. I, yeah, the wrong Missy. I don't even see it on his IMDb. He had the 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 Hawaii Five O new haircut and everything. I think it's a Netflix special that isn't out yet. I wonder if he's uncredited in the in the movie because he's on a plane and that's crazy. Yeah, maybe. I um, yeah, because I don't see it in his uh in his IMDb credits. So either that or it's just not listed. But that's interesting. Um, he also I know we're kind of breaking topic here too, but he actually does a he's in an episode of How I Met Your Mother. And it's yeah, I, it, the Jinx episode. Um, or no, yeah. not is it the Jinx? No. Um, yeah. Oh, what uh, the, the Blitz? The Blitz. Blitz. That's right. 
And it's, you know, just the references that he does like when they're looking for the random phone number to text someone and he just comes running in. And he's like, four, eight, 15, 16, 33, 42. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's called the the wrong Missy. And uh, like Nick Swartzen's in it. Uh, Vanilla Ice is in it. Sarah Chalk is in it. Uh, and Molly Sims is in it. Oh. And I don't see him on here. So it, it's it must probably be... an uncredited role. Just an uncredited, like, hey, Cameo. Yeah. I'm on a plane and I'm going to give you a thumbs up. Yeah, it's probably an uncredited cameo role at the end. Yeah, but I think it's going to be Netflix. Okay. I will have to check it, that out. And it comes out, um, yeah, it comes out, stop it. It comes out uh, <laughs> May 13th. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, it's a ne- yeah, Netflix special. Um, I think... I only have one other note. So I'm going to turn it back over to you to see if you have anything else. I'm sure I do. <laughs> I'm sure I do. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I don't. Um, you know, I, I really like this episode. I thought that this was, this is like, a, this is just a super solid episode. Um, you know, I didn't realize that Jack and Saeed were also still there until the very end. I have forgotten so much of this show, which is a delight. I love that. I love the fact that I've seen it. So I, I remember broad strokes, but it's, uh, the, how we get there that I've completely forgotten. Um, so it's really fun. I'm sure for people that have seen the series a lot, uh, I could be very annoying, but at the same time, (laughs) I don't care because it's really, it's a fun adventure for me. (laughs) No, I mean, I get, I get that question. I've gotten that question a number of times. It's like, if there was any TV series or movie, you could like wipe from your brain just to experience it again for the first time, you know, what would it be? And lost is always one of those ones that I, I put on that list. Oh, Westworld. Um, well, I mean, like I said, Lost is one for me. I don't know. Maybe Game of Thrones, but I wouldn't want to revisit it. I think, uh, well. I I, just want it wiped from my brain. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think Dexter would be one for me. Um, Again, let's wipe that. Well, yeah, the last season kind of ruined it. Um, Movie-wise, Avengers Endgame. Because I would just want to experience that for the first time over and over again. I gotta tell you, every time I watch, because my kids love that movie, so we we've seen it quite a few times for a three hour movie. Um, we notice new stuff in it all oh, the time. The Russo, it's such it's so sensory overload. The Russo brothers have flat out said there are Easter eggs in that movie people have not found yet. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't surprise me. I think it's the same with with uh. With Infinity War too, I think I think there are Easter eggs in there that still haven't been found yet. Probably, but uh, gosh, I love Endgame. I love Endgame so much, yeah. so much. Yeah, um, wipe from my brain. Lost is a good one. I'd like to experience Walking Dead again for the first time. I le- I just I I love that journey that uh, that they take. Although I would like it if we could skip over season seven, episode one. I don't have a need to ever see that episode again. Oh, is that the the Negan episode? Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, but yeah, Westworld for sure for me, just because there's so many 
jaw-dropping moments. Um, gosh, that show is fantastic. The season finale is on Sunday, and I've got some theories, and I am going to be vindicated this weekend. I just know it. I got a big argument <laughs> over gonna, the phone you're gonna have with to, Dave's coworker about something. You're going to have to <laughs> tell me this once, once we're done recording, because I'm curious as to what your theory is, because I don't have any. Are you caught up? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm caught up. Um, yeah, I think the only other thing I would probably... I See, I would like to say The Office, but I still laugh my ass off at that show. I don't need it wiped from my brain. I, it's still just as yeah. funny to me now as it was when I first saw it. That's how I feel about New Girl. Oh, gosh, I love that show so much. And Parks and Rec, which is coming back for one episode tonight. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I just can't even wait. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't wait. I, I, hope, I hope that it gets enough viewers that everybody revisits the idea of like a limited season the, like, the I'd entire like to cast has come back like and said they watch, would no even chris pratt yeah well then do it I'll, I'll i would like to see leslie nope run or take a stab at running for president and wildly fail <laughs> is that is that terrible? No. And you, just in, just to give you an idea as to how um, I'll make this I'll make this point and then I'll jump back to my final note of the show um, of the episode just to show you how deeply ingrained Parks and Rec is in my in my head. I've been watching. I gave that that new show nine one one Lone Star a chance because I love. Rob I heard Rob. it was garbage. I loved it. As a as, oh, okay. as a former fireman, I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay, um, that's good to hear. And I, I'm a, I'm a big. I was a fan of Rob Lowe even before Parks and Rec, but Parks and Rec just totally changed my entire opinion on him. In He's one, literally. Well, that's. I was going to say <laughs> in what I think it's either like the second or third episode of Nine One One Lone Star. I was actually watching it with my mother because my mother's a fan of the show too. She was here and we were watching that week's episode. And at some point in the show, he says, uh, you know, I was literally just thinking that. And I started dying. I was hysterical. My mom's like, what is so damn funny? I was like, you've ne if you've never seen Parks and Rec, you just don't get it. Well, and, and I wonder how many tries that took for them to do that because of Chris Traeger, because yeah. if you go to his Instagram account and he and when he announces the Parks and Rec episode, he goes, I am literally so excited to <laughs> literally tell you. It's so funny. His <laughs> his Instagram account. If you don't follow him, you should. You know what? There's so many good Instagram accounts. I feel I feel bad and at the same time, not at all bad for Instagram influencers during quarantine because the celebrities who actually have talent are just knocking it out of the park. His his Instagram account is most of the time. It's it's not the posts that he put up that are the best. You have to read the comments because almost every post he puts up, his kids troll the shit out of him wouldn't you yeah and wouldn't it's, you troll your dad if your dad was rob Lowe? and it's hysterical and he does it purposely now to edge them on he loves seeing like what kind of comments they're going to come up with it's mm -hmm. hysterical so I just went up on um I just went up on I pulled up his Instagram account and his most recent post is a picture of him and in huge letters it says literally. 
he has his own podcast and it's called literally with rob Lowe. he oh does God. oh i'm gonna oh have to subscribe God. to that this is my new favorite thing <laughs> in the whole world i'm so excited we started talking about rob Lowe. literally with rob Lowe. oh I can't. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to anybody listening right now, but I am literally subscribing to that as we speak. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's. I can't. I'm so excited! All uh, of a sudden, <laughs> there it is. I'm so excited! Literally with Rob Lowe. It's only one episode. And it's only three minutes long. Who cares? But it's he, probably the introduction episode. He, it is. He just it just got posted on the twenty fourth. So it's it's yeah, brand well, new. Well, you're excited. You're excited that I that I said this. I am. And to any of our audience out there, we haven't we've never gotten any complaints on the tangents that we go off of, which is good. Because I think our my audience god. actually kind of enjoys our tangents from time to time. Oh my god. This but is, you know what though? We're bad. We're bad about this. This is not it's not professional, but it's a podcast. I, I don't think it's supposed to be professional. <laughs> Rob Lowe may have a very handsome face, but did you know his brain is also very handsome? <laughs> <laughs> In his new podcast, Rob is using that stunning cerebral cortex to discuss topics big and small with his very famous friends. Everything from addiction struggles to finding love to the best way to prepare a Cornish game hen. Slow roasted in a tarragon reduction. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this. I can't even tell you. That's amazing. I have his book. I'm staring at it right now. And I, it's stories I only tell my friends. I have the audio I've heard book. it's a scream. I have the audio book and I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, see, the same way that you mentioned you're into like bi- like biographies and things like that. I love mm-hmm celebrity autobiographies and i especially mm-hmm. love i'll read them i own a ton of them like physical copies but i love the audiobooks of them too because you're getting to hear their stories in their own voice oh so, yeah i can't do audiobooks i only do i applaud people that can i i will only do audiobooks that are like autobiography audiobooks if they're read by the author because mm-hmm. then again you're getting their story in their voice um yeah okay you know so those are those but, I, t- but oh what's his name oh what is his name what is his name will wheaton will wheaton does a whole bunch of audiobooks and oh. i heard he's pretty fantastic oh he does he does the ready player one audiobook and it's amazing that's what he does yep. yeah i knew that he did one in particular i have i've read that book three times i've listened to that audiobook like four times it's interesting that you've read that book so many times when it's unrecognizable on the movie you claim to Shut love so much. Shut up. <laughs> We're not getting into this now. <laughs> anyway, my final note for the episode. <laughs> uh, I'll make my final note for the episode and then we'll, we'll go into some recommendations, even though we've already given a number of them this episode. Uh, literally with Rob Lowe. <laughs> yes. I, I, don't, I don't think that there's anything. We can end the podcast right now. <laughs> Well, I do want to make this one final note. Um, there's a moment with Juliet and Kate where they're being chased by the smoke monster. And the smoke monster has them trapped. And But rather than try and attack them, it flashes that light yeah. at Juliet. It's almost like it's taking pictures. Yeah. Um, that's what that, well, that was the noise. It was like, ching, ching, ching. But I want to, again, actually, this is another flash, another callback to a previous season. There's the conversation with John Locke and Echo where they're talking about what they saw when they saw the smoke monster. 
And remember, John actually said that when he saw it, he saw a bright light. I'm wondering if that is indeed what he saw, was the smoke mm. monster was taking pictures or snapshots, whatever it was doing, the same way it was doing to Juliet and Kate, if that's what it was doing to John. And that's why he saw the bright light when he saw it. You know, initially we had made the comparison that people see the smoke monster as whatever they want to see it as. But I think it's not as profound as that. I think it literally was just taking snapshots of John Locke. Yes? No? I, um, I Let me marinate on that. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but should, and, should we let the should we let it keep recording while I marinate on it, or should we just circle back to it next week? Uh, just, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say we can just circle back to it. Next I'm week just kidding. Fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, oh, it, did did is it me or did was Sawyer talking with Charlie about seasoning the pork about seasoning the board? He's like, yeah, just throw some paprika on there, something like that. I he said the word paprika, right? I'm, uh, I, if he did, I missed it. Yeah, if he did, okay. I missed and it. Charlie was drinking a beer, which I thought was interesting, Mr. I'm Sober Charlie. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. He was drinking a Dharma beer. Oh, bad Charlie. Well, I know that there's like a lot of heroin addicts that their drug is heroin. It's not like alcohol isn't considered like anything that the, if they drink beer or wine or whatever, they're not going to go do a bunch of heroin. Okay. All right. I, I don't know because I've never been through that before. So, but yeah, I, can, no, I, can I don't know. It. I don't know either. But I, I think that, that that that's something. But it was just interesting to me that I was like, oh, Charlie's drinking a beer. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't even pick up on it. So I don't know if it's, if it's just kind of subliminally, I just didn't really want to find it or I don't know. But yeah, that was something I missed. Um, any final notes on this before we uh, we wrap up this conversation? No, sir. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good, too. Um, I just, oh, man, I'm just It was go good to see our crew again. Yes, and I'm just going back to the fact that I just love the fact that we both realized, and man, it changes my opinion of the character so much that just Hurley is the true leader of this group. I love Hurley. I, I love that so much. Um, next week, next episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about season three, episode 16, One of Us, which is a Juliet flashback. One of us. One of us. <laughs> uh, and I know we're, we're definitely going to get to see, um, a little bit more of Richard Alpert next week as well. Next episode. Mr. Guy Liner himself. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> um... So, okay, with that being said, obviously we have some, we have a little bit of feedback. The feedback's a little slow because we're just getting back into it. But our buddy Steve uh, is always reliable when it comes to that. He left us a piece of feedback for the episode, which we're going to play. But before we do that, we want to encourage all of you guys to leave us feedback for the next episode as well as future episodes. Just let us know any kind of feedback, whether it's on our literally with Rob Lowe tangent or... Any, anything at all, um, you know, recommendations of your own, just even if you just want to let us know how you're doing during the quarantine, 
just and what's keeping you occupied, let us know because we'll talk about it. Uh, but there are multiple ways that you can leave us your feedback. The first is we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash lost revisited. We are on Twitter at lost revisited pod and we're on Instagram at lost revisited pod. You can email us at lost revisited pod at gmail.com. And if you want to leave a message, you can record it yourself and send it to our email address or DM it to us. Yeah, perfect. Either way. Uh, so let's get to that piece of feedback from our buddy Steve Brown. Uh, and here it is. You tricked me into being decent? That's got to be the lamest con in the history of cons. Hey, Ben and Kristen, it's Steve, and uh, this is for Left Behind. I only watched it once, but after after this viewing I really think this is one of my favorite episodes of the the series. I mean, like if you'd asked me, I wouldn't have been able to pinpoint this one. But there's so many things in here that set us up for the future, that show us these characters, that I I really think this is a pivotal episode of of the series. You have Hurley doing something that we've not seen Hurley do before. He cons Sawyer into doing something. And, and we see the beginning of Sawyer's redemption. We see him realizing that being nice, being decent is, uh, is okay. That you, can, you don't have to be a bad guy in this world. And so I think there's a lot of stuff in this. We see Juliet as a badass in this she she fights with Kate we see Kate meet with Cassidy and she is basically the one who convinces Cassidy to send Sawyer to jail and that sends him on the beginning of this this redemption arc really if you want to go all the way back to when he was in in the prison and he he set up the college fund for his daughter so just a lot of stuff in this episode, and I don't want to run out of time before just acknowledging the the just the the genius that is Sawyer and Hurley and Hurley with the whole yeah, it sucks to be you, dude" uh, <laughs> line. All right, talk to you later. Hey, I'm going to tack something on here at the end. I recorded that originally when I watched it. I'm going to watch it again here in a minute. But it was I was so happy. I was smiling, I think, uh, almost the whole time through the last week's podcast because I was just so excited to hear your voices again <laughs> and uh, and hear your stories and hear the things. And I, I think I'm going to do a Keanu Reeves uh, movie marathon today. <laughs> uh, all right. Talk to you later. He actually he, he did that marathon, too, because he posted about it on Facebook. I <laughs> I got a text yesterday from my friend Jill going, quote, I just want to lick Keanu Reeves' ear. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was called the Keanu Reeves show last last week. Yeah. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> I don't know. We both kind of geeked out about Keanu last week. Because he's amazing. Yeah. So I could probably I told we let's just do a Keanu podcast. Let's change this. That's <laughs> just uh, we have to go back. I, that was a horrible Keanu impression. I don't even want to try it again. Don't. No. I kind of <laughs> almost wish I could edit that out. I could, but I won't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Whoa. Um, 
Yeah, but Steve, thank you as always for the for the feedback. It's awesome. And again, we encourage everybody to leave us a little bit of feedback for uh future episodes or just anything that you want to leave us feedback on. Uh that literally with Rob Lowe, I just looked, doesn't debut until this summer. So we still got no! a uh, I guarantee you though, he's probably recording a bunch of them and just Good. getting them like in the bank so that he could put them out. Um be- while he records his other show. Yeah, you know, while he's doing like 911 and stuff like that. So he's And he's- you know, he's going to have to he's going to be really busy with his second show of a Parks and Recs revival. Oh god, I hope that happens. If only Actually, that happens. My dream my dream Rob Lowe show. My dream Rob Lowe show is a West Wing spin-off where he is the president. Oh my god, that would be fantastic. Where Sam Seaborn is either the president or running for president. I would but love to see him running for president. That's my dream Rob Lowe show. I, I just, the minute West Wing ended, I wanted that show. Well, I mean, and I think, I think you, actually, I think I'm the one that, sh- I think I showed this to you. Did I, when you and, when you and your husband were staying with me for those couple of days, did we watch the roast of Rob Lowe? Yes, I hated every second of it. I, yeah, I, I remember. I know, I, and I know exactly why you hated it. Um, but I still think it. I still think the the jokes towards Rob were funny, and he took it with a like he took it to the chin, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to, oh my god, to see um, Seaborn run for president would be amazing. It's weird because I need to finish that. I still need to finish that show, um, and I kind of stopped right after he left. But I know he comes oh, back. So good. I know he comes back for a short stint, doesn't he? You're gonna have to watch. Yeah, I know. I think I was in like the fourth season when I stopped. I need to jump back into that. You're gonna have to watch. <laughs> um. So aside from that, um, any other recommendations for people that you want to recommend to our audience? You know what? We just picked Homeland back up last night and it it was uh, like we haven't watched it in a couple of years um but we're starting with season four where we left off um and it's like no time passed i oh my gosh we were so excited to watch it again when it was over i was like oh yeah homeland we're back and then we also watched the very first episode of the last kingdom last night which was fantastic fantastic it was fantastic how was it I really it was fantastic <laughs> i completely recommend that for sure as well and westworld if you're not watching westworld something's wrong with your brain because westworld this season has been phenomenal and the season finale is this sunday so if you're more of a binger with this show because it's real hard to follow it's gonna all end on uh sunday there's eight episodes for this season, and it was just renewed for a fourth season. Yeah, it's that's a show that has been doing some interesting things this season. So good. Um, and it's it's I agree. It the the season has been great. And but it took, man, tonally from the first two seasons, it's a completely different show. I can't wait <laughs> until we're done. With this recording, so that we can talk about that. Yeah, because I, I want to hear your, I want to hear your theory. Yeah, because um, I don't have any. I'm just along for the ride at this point. Um, 
Uh, a recommendation I want to make, I can't remember if I've made it before, but I'm making it purely because I just rewatched it. I love the movie so much. And there is a lost alum in it, as well as my favorite living actor at the moment. Um, Keanu Reeves? No, not Keanu Reeves. Um, you know who it is. Um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. I want to recommend, if anybody hasn't seen it, I want to recommend a movie called Real Steel. Um I just watched it again. I, I, I love the movie. It is in my top three favorite Hugh Jackman movies, only behind only Greatest Showman. Um, and, uh, when I saw the trailer for this, I originally thought, I was like, oh, it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the movie. It's totally not. Um, I mean, yes, there is robot boxing in it, but the story ingrained in it about him and his son is like, it's so heartwarming and just like it's there's so much emotion in this movie that i just adore this movie so much and the lost alum in it is evangeline lily um she's one ah, yay. yeah she's one of the main characters in the movie as well so my recommendation is real steel if you haven't seen it i recommend giving it a uh giving it a shot checking it out all right cool so, um but i think that's just about going to wrap it up for for this week's episode of the podcast uh as i mentioned next week uh one of us season three episode 16 send us in your feedback uh any final words before we uh we move on uh be kind to any of the parents that you know out there they're homeschooling and doing their best give them give them flowers drop off little snacks at their door just be kind we're um, all doing our best. I'm I, I'm going to tackle into that too. Like not just the parents, because I agree with you completely. Again, you know, my partner's a mom, so she's been dealing with homeschooling her little one as well. Um, but on top of that, don't hassle grocery store workers or essential workers when you're out because lines are long or you're being moved. Because I've seen it. I've seen it while I'm out there. And I, I, I literally want to punch people. When I'm when I go out to a grocery store, because like, you know, there are people that are, you know, yes, you have to wait. You have to be socially distant. We're all doing this to for the safety of everyone. It's not just theirs. Uh, it's not just you that's having to be safe. It's everyone. So when they tell you to do something, they're doing it for a reason. Please don't give them a hard time. Just listen to them and do what you're told. Well, they just work there. Exactly. They're just doing what they're told to do. They're doing it for your safety. Don't give them a hard time. Just do it. And we're all going through this tough time together. We need to go through it together and stand together. It, if you're an asshole 365 days of the year, take a break. Please just <laughs> take a break. And don't be an asshole. You know, it's that, that's all I can say. I, w I went to the grocery store last night. And I saw no less than three people giving grocery store workers a hard time because things weren't on the shelf. They were being made to stand in a certain place in line. Look, they can't control what's out there. They can't control where you have to stand. Just do what you're told because it's being done for everybody. So that's it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I have to say about that. A little mini rant. All right. So... Um, but with that being said, uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week. As, as Kristen said, be kind to everybody. And until next week, we will see you guys around the bend and further on down that rabbit hole. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.
go back, Kate. We have to go back! <laughs>